0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Sunday evening Armor Investing Way live stream. I'm Brett Rosenthal. This is about um, what we like to call a virtual hedge fund experience. We're day trading, we swing trade, we invest. We look at all three of those pieces to make up a portfolio, that's like a hedge fund would. And we share with you step by step how we do that, those three disciplines. So tonight what we're going to talk about first is how to harvest alpha day trading the indexes. And we're going to go over the two trades from Thursday and Friday of last week because it's such a um, um, delicious step-by-step approach on two separate types of days, big gap-down day and then a big rally day, and how we harvest that alpha. So I'm going to walk you through that. And there's there's thoughts and um, ideas that I believe everybody could use to become a better day trader. I don't care what your strategy is, and I'm going to give you a couple of those ideas uh, to share with you. Then what we're going to do is step into our kind of investing swing trading uh, realm, and we're going to go over what the indexes look like. We use our algorithms to determine uh, market exposure, right? So we're risk monitor green. We'll go over if that's changed or not. What will change that next week? What would have to happen. So you guys will be ready for that on Monday. Watch how it unfolds. Know what you need to do. Uh, and then we'll dive we'll dive into where we're really driving alpha in our investment portfolio. And I've done for you a couple of videos and you can watch them. Don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you want to get updates about this. But um, I share with you in the last couple of weeks, did these quick, you know, five-minute videos at the end of the day. So at 4.05, the end of trading, doing a couple of live streams for you where I share with you our focus on energy stocks. So let's take a look at what we've talked about, uh, Tidewater, FTI. Um, um, you know, rig Transocean. some of these stocks that have just gone berserk to the upside. I shared it with you before they blew out. So what are we going to do next in this energy resurgence? I'm going to go over with you where we think we'll be committing capital next week. So sit back, relax, grab a pen, piece of paper, write this stuff down, get yourself ready for the trading session. Um, next week don't forget subscribe to this channel if you enjoy the conversation you want to hear more of them and of course you can always hit that like button i guess it helps i don't know um share the video with anybody who you think would be a good addition to our virtual hedge fund desk so please don't share with everybody just people you think can really benefit from the conversation we're having has an interest in self-directing their own capital Right, they're managing a stock market investing portfolio, and they'd like to be a part of a community where we all lift each other by sharing information that makes money and executing strategies for success. Okay, so let's dive in first. And um, you know, I'm a little bit slow tonight. You got to forgive me. I've just come off the beach. It was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend here in Florida. I hope you guys are having a great time wherever you are, but. Um, Boy, it was hard to get off the beach, come up here and chat with you. But I do it at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. So thanks for joining me. I'm sure you guys had a great time today, too. We do it at 7 o'clock because we want to see what futures are talking about, right? So futures open at 6. Last time I checked, they were mildly higher. So not much going on there. Let's dive in first to our topic about... um, How to harvest alpha. Now, what I want you to see here, you're looking at a chart of the S&P. So let me just set the stage for you. We have, what I like to do is I divide my capital at this virtual hedge fund. So the personal capital I run for myself and for my family office. I take a third of that capital. All I do is day trade the indexes. Okay, with specific focus on day trading the S&P and I'm only trading from the long side. Okay, we're building what we call the day trading playbook. There are only so many ways that human emotion can react each day. And that's what price analysis is. We're just looking at human emotion. The buyers and the sellers go to war. There are levels and locations where one side, overwhelms the other, and then there's a profit opportunity. That's all we're doing. We use an algorithm to identify those opportunities. But what I'm going to share with you tonight, anybody can use these tools. So when you look at this chart, it's a three-minute chart. Blue lines are up. Red lines are down. There's a whole bunch of lines in the chart. That's created by the Armor Price Movement Profiler, which is an algo that we wrote. Okay. Even if you don't have access to that. If you want access, obviously, you can subscribe to Armor Investing, right? Right down there, armorinvesting.com. You can join us, and I walk you through these trades as they're happening during the trading session, right? So we're in the Slack room together sharing the trades. Here we go, buying this. This is the price that the buy stop is put in. This is our stop to protect ourselves. Here are the targets. When we hit them, we execute. We walk through the whole thing together, Okay. But what I want to share with you are some just very simple steps that are very important to being successful as a trader, okay? So um, the lines you're going to look at, and I'm going to pull them up for you now. You can see them. Please be quiet out there, guys. Please keep your voice down. All right. Um, What you're looking at. The, the key lines here to be, you know, aware of. The black dots are the volume weighted average price. I call them armor VWAPs. Everything is armor because it's part of our algo. So not everything you can um, create on your own, but you can get somewhere close. You know, you want to use a VWAP in your trading. We have standard deviation envelopes above and below. You want to use the uh, uh, ATR, average true range, high and low. That's what these. Um, These blue lines are the average true range low, average true range high, okay? So what I want to show you right here, are step-by-step approach to harvesting alpha using these day trading rules for the indexes. So what we do is we come in in the morning. We look at Thursday's chart, the first chart there, the first section. And we see a big gap down. And we have in our playbook other big gap downs like this. And this is the information I'm sharing with you all while it's happening on Thursday. The gap down was so large that we don't look for any buying opportunities in the first hour of trading. The very fact that a gap down is bigger than three quarters of 1% on the S&P, that's the cutoff. The sweet spot is gapping down a third to a half a percent. Then you get some great uh, trades off of that, mean reversion. What we're doing on gap down days is mean reversion traded. We're waiting for the selling to exhaust and the inevitable bounce back to revert towards the mean. That's what a Thursday gap down looks like. But the key here, and this is what you want to write down. When you see a gap down that's too big, you've got to be cautious. Really big gap downs can lead to ugly days. So you want to avoid over-trading in the first hour. Now, by the way, the way we execute in our portfolio is we take 100% of that portfolio and we get long triple the S&P. So this portfolio is up over 6% in the last six weeks. All it does is trade the S&P on the long side. All it does is buy triple the S&P on an intraday basis and it's a hundred percent cash every night no risk overnight then we come in in the morning we look for plays in the playbook we only execute those plays i like to call it smart trading. It's not day trading i don't have to trade on a daily basis i only want to put on trades where the probability is at their highest that the reward is worth the risk and when i put those two things together Probability highest, reward worth risk, I'll put capital to work with a crazy tight stop. And this is the second point I want to give you. So the first is if the gap down is bigger than three-quarters of a percent, be careful. You don't want to trade till later in the day. The second piece of information, we all have our own triggers. This trigger here, the green box, is the move back above VWAP, the black dot, okay, There's some more nuances on this chart, but we have a lot to talk about today, and I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and just give you some basics. One of our favorite triggers when there's a gap down like this sell-off below the VWAP is the move back above VWAP. That generally tells you the selling's exhausted, and there's a simple buy trigger. Now, you have to be using the correct VWAP and all those other caveats, but for the sake of this conversation... If you're trading with us, I'm telling you, at this moment, we're talking about it in the Slack room. I'm doing a live stream. I said, there it is. We see the asset go back above the armor moving average, this yellow line with the gray outline, and above the VWAP, that's where we get long. And the stop, and this is what I want to share with you tonight. So this is the second fact. The stop is the low of the bar we're buying. It's a three-minute bar. It's the low of those three minutes. That's the risk. The reward is a mean reversion trade. That's big. The risk is the low of three minutes. That's small. This is something I want you all to think about in your own day trading. It's incredibly important, okay? If your trigger is right, if your buy trigger is right, then why would you use a stop bigger than the low of the trigger bar? I mean, really think about that for a minute. All I'm trying to do is capture big updates. If the low of my trigger bar is violated, it's telling me my trigger bar is not right. So I raise cash fast. And what happens is there's information being revealed to you if the stop gets hit. It's telling you, it's probably going to be a real ugly day. It's telling you At best, it's going to be a chop day where the market's not going to give you any opportunity to make money. You'll find in your own strategies, if you go back and look at your big up days, the asset will never challenge the low of your trigger bar. It'll just go because your trigger was right. Try to incorporate that into your stop discipline and see how it helps you. Go look. Go back test. Go see. So as you can see here, these red lines are our our stop lines, the low of the bar we bought. Then once, and this is the third piece of information I would give you, once the asset, and let's just blow it up real quick. Once the asset makes a new high, which is this bar right here off of our entry, we raise the stop, in this case, right below the VWAP. Okay? So what we're saying is, we're now getting paid on our entry our the low of our bar didn't get our, our original stop didn't get hit didn't even get challenged it's popped above vwap it's starting to run we raise the stop aggressively it makes another consolidation pattern and pops out again to a new high we raise the stop again rinse and repeat all the way up to the target area which is the opening range high on a big gap down day i'm not looking for gap closure I'm looking really for the opening range high to be attacked. And I'm raising aggressively all the way. And when it takes out, it touches the target and comes down and takes us out of an aggressive stop. And we've just booked. This is the easy money right here. This, the money that we just made from here to here is the easy money. I don't care what happens next. Let's, let's make it gray okay? That was the easy money on the day. I don't care that it went a little bit higher at the end of the day. You can see it consolidates and then goes a little higher. It doesn't matter. This is the beauty of running a strategy where we have three styles of management, day trade, swing trade, and invest. Once I've made my money in my day trade portfolio, back to cash. So I'm carrying 30% cash again, having booked a solid profit. If I put 100% of my portfolio in the Triple the S&P, SPXL. I'm getting 300% performance. So the market cratered. I didn't lose any money. I was in cash. So that's like an opportunity. Instead of feeling sick about a big gap down day, I get excited. (laughs) Excellent. I'm going to get a mean reversion trade. Then I put on 300% exposure, capture the easy money, go back to cash. And it really helps me with my other portfolios, which are obviously getting hit that day, right? because I held it overnight and big gap down. So I'm losing money over here. That ability to harvest alpha and go back to cash will make it easier for you to manage your other portfolios. That's another thing I'd say, think about. Okay. And then let's swing over. So this is a classic gap down trade out of our day trading playbook. Every Armor Insider has access to these day trading playbooks. We're putting it together into a PDF file for any Armor Insider, any subscriber. We'll be getting out volume one probably within the next month. Um, And so here's another trade. This is another classic one. This is Friday's trade. And this is, to me, the most fun was Friday's trade. This was a classic move where the market closes the day above the prior day's VWAP, which is in the white box here. And so the market opens flat and goes down and touches prior day's VWAP. And sets up a buy trigger. We got long on that buy trigger that made a new high right there. Bang. Took out the opening range high. We got stopped out. Obviously, we have a really tight stop, right? Our stop's going to be right in here on that trade. So on that yellow bar, we get stopped. And we have to wait and put the trade back out right in here at our favorite time of day. And this is another piece that I would suggest you write down as a thought for when you're day trading indexes. 11.30, 11.30. There are wonderful trades that develop on the long side at 11.30. So there's all kinds of shenanigans early in the morning. And then if you get the correct buy trigger, somewhere around 11.30. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly 11.30. It could be 11.39. It could be, you know... Um, 11.33, usually it's after 11.30 though. So it's not, I don't put a trade on before it. It's either 11.30 usually for about nine to 12 minutes after will be entry points for me, okay? This was a classic setup in here, a little shakeout, then a meeting bar reversal. Now, I'm going to tell you something that was, that was difficult. And this is, like, this is like day trading, I don't know, um, 401. This is not day trading 101, But I have a trade-on here with a tight stop that gets ticked on that down bar, okay? Bang, hits it, and immediately reverses. So here's another thing for you guys to write down and consider in your own trading process. If your stop gets hit and the asset takes out the high of the bar that hit your stop within nine minutes, put that trade back on. You just got shaken out of a great trade. If it happens in three minutes, which it did here, this is a medium bar reversal is what we call it in candlestick charting. That's a medium bar reversal, okay? Not only do I put the trade back on, but I increase the size by about 25%. So I put another 25% on, okay? So I had the maximum size I could possibly have, basically more than 300% exposure to the S&P at that moment, Okay? And as you can see, from right there, it's a skyrocketing move. And we keep raising our stop and raising our stop, and it just keeps running right through it. Our stop was here, and we get stopped out right there on that bar, which is almost the high of the day. We've just harvested alpha. Again, we take the easy money out of the trade right in here. That's the easy money. I don't care what the market does next. I'm capturing the easy money. That's the rip. I run my stops up as fast as I can. They never get hit when the run is started. And when they finally do get hit, and we'll end on this note, and we'll go and start talking about macro picture of the market and stocks we're going to be investing in next week. So I'm about to go over with you stocks to trade, stocks that are in focus on our desk Stocks to buy. We're going to do that right now. But to wrap up this thought about how to make money, day trading the indexes. Okay? The key is to get on big moves like that with big positions and harvest the alpha immediately when the run starts to fade. Don't care if it goes up more. It doesn't matter. You just had a huge day, and it only lasted, what was that, from 12 to, to 1.30. From 12 to 1.30, and the, trade, the trade's over. You just made a lot of money. You're done for the day, and you focus your attention on the rest of your portfolio, and let's go do that right now. Okay? So that's how we harvest alpha, day trading the indexes. I hope that helped. Let's talk about now, and of course, if you enjoy this conversation, subscribe to this YouTube channel. All right, also share this channel with your friends that you think would be a good fit for our virtual hedge fund trading desk, somebody who you believe um, is trying to manage their own capital, doing it themselves, and would like to be part of a community that's sharing this kind of information, okay? So um, don't forget, you can fill up the questions, uh, um, fill up your questions over here on the Um, comment section. We're going to get to all your questions. Just going to run through a couple of charts with you and then we'll get to questions. So um, feel free to fire away and I will, um, I'll go over everything with you. So let's just run into the market real quick. Swing trading, investing. What are we going to do from here going into tomorrow? Futures are um, looking to be last I checked uh, up a, up a small amount. All right. So I have a swing trading. Let me, let me, put it to, to uh, share with you the information we have on our trading desk. Our index-only portfolio that follows the risk monitor closely. So risk monitor is green. We own the top nine indexes in that portfolio, equally weighted across the board. Okay. The only index we're not carrying right now is treasuries. Okay. We're not long treasuries and they're going down. Everything else is going up. Nothing's changed about the risk monitor. I haven't changed that portfolio, but. In our swing trading portfolio, we were carrying a position twice the S&P, twice the Qs, twice the Dow, twice the small cap. So ETFs that are twice the indexes. We had a part of our capital committed to that when the risk monitor went green. I booked all those profits on Friday. I'm not carrying those positions anymore, which means I have a lot more cash in my swing portfolio. And I want to use that cash to focus on alpha generating individual stock investments in the commodity space, we're going to go over those stocks in a minute. But let's just look at the index real quick, and why did I book my profits there? I really, really didn't like that close yesterday on the S&P. So we made a lot of money on the on you know, we, we made a lot of money yesterday trading the S&P, but the close was god awful. And I always say to you guys, the close on Friday is the most important thing. So if I go look at the S and P and I look at the weekly chart, there's nothing really wrong with that chart. Okay, so the risk monitor is still green. There's nothing's changed here. Okay, it was an inside week after a big week the week before. And I'll and I will submit to you that if we if we look at the intraday trading, again of the S and P, all you have going on here. Maybe, maybe from here to here, what you're looking at is a move into 4th of July weekend and then the air coming out after 4th of July weekend, okay? And I don't care what it is. Some guys will tell you it was gamma trading and you know options, whatever. Who cares? All I care about is price action and making money off of it. And I think a lot of guys spend too much time trying to sound smart, telling you why this has happened. I don't care, all right? Market rallied up into 4th of July and the air came out of it. So the risk monitor doesn't change because when you look at these charts, the indexes haven't done anything. These are all pretty much inside weeks. Let's just go look at the weekly chart, right? The Dow had a – I don't love that pattern of the Dow, right? I don't love that, okay? But it's an inside week, even though it closed near the lows, okay? I, I, I can live with that. Small caps, nothing wrong with small caps. So I'm just running through here, momentum, fine. Look, at us. big caps look great. They close near the highs of the range. Nothing wrong with that. Here's the NASDAQ 100, totally fine. Equally weighted NASDAQ 100 looks great. Here's the equally weighted S&P, that looks great. So just to be clear, risk monitor's green, nothing happened, but I think a lot of shenanigans during the week into and out of 4th of July, which happens all the time. I booked profits in my swing portfolio on the indexes, and I want to rotate the money into these stocks. Are you ready for it? Let's go. Let's talk about what stocks are the top of our whiteboard, stocks to watch, stocks to trade, stocks to invest in, stocks to buy. Here we go. I shared with you, I shared with you, those of you who are subscribers to the YouTube channel, you know this. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead so you make sure you don't miss these videos. On not every day, but many days during the week, at 4.05, I give you one chart of the day off of our trading desk that I think is most important for you to focus on. Sometimes I give you more than one because I can't help myself. I keep talking. All right? And what I've done in the last two weeks is I've highlighted for you a number of oil service companies. Let's take a look at how those stocks have done. Okay? This is the oil sector, oil service Stocks OIH on a weekly level absolutely blew out last week. That's what we call uh, in our business alpha. Total and insane blowout. Let's go look at the stocks I shared with you. And you can just go to um, our YouTube channel and look. I have them all, low, you know, listed for you in a list for you know charts of the day. So you just go to charts of the day and you can go watch them. They're five to ten minute videos. Okay. I shared with you FTI, so this is one of our favorite ideas. We talked about it down here. Okay, so well, the stock was $14, $15. Now it's trading at 17 I shared with you Tidewater is one of our biggest positions. This, this, if you remember, this blue box in here, and you can watch the video. I walk you through it. This is generative AI telling us this is a great time to own Tidewater. These green boxes are our algorithm telling us these are our buy points, so we started getting long tidewater at around 46. The stock hit 60 in a couple of weeks since I since I did that video for you. 46 to 60, okay? Told you we were buying shares of the drilling stocks. This is Diamond Offshore. There's the green box right in here. In case you you know, you, had, you even had time to buy it. I shared it with you. And I said, look, here it is. It's right in this base, coming out of a perfect pennant, right? The stock was 12 and a half. The stock hit, what was it, 16 uh, almost? Yeah, hit 16 on Friday from 12 and a half. And, of course, rig, perfect pennant formation, same setup. We were buying it in here underneath six and a half, somewhere around 640. Stock, you know, closed the week at um, seven and three quarters. Okay, these charts are just beginning. That's the weekly chart of Transocean. Now, I'm not recommending you chase these stocks. We already own them. But honestly, it's just started in Transocean. This is week two. We just happen to be on it early for you. And that's why I'm doing those videos to highlight for you what's coming off the desk that's making money for us that I think um, um, deserves your attention. And that doesn't mean everything we talk about is going to go up, obviously, Here's the beauty of how armor investing works. I'm going to share ideas with you that I believe have the highest probability going up, where reward's worth risk, and we're going to use a stop. The stop is the low of the day we're buying or the low of the previous day. I'll give you an example. Um, When it comes to rig – I don't want to do that. When it comes to rig, as an example, okay? Okay. Um let's pretend you paid up for rig and you bought it on this big up day right here. The stop would not have been the low of the big up day. It would be the low of the buy day. Okay. So if you're buying a day late, you have to use the stop of the low of the, of the action day. I'll give you another example. If you look at tidewater, right? So that the action day is here. Hope you guys can see what I'm talking about. The action day is here. Okay. So The real stop is right there. If you buy the breakout day, because sometimes you're buying breakouts, and every now and then I do that too, but I have to recognize my risk is larger. And so my stop is the prior day's low. Okay? Then when we have an asset blow out like this, the next stop as it blows out is the low of this consolidation, that tail right there. So you'll notice when I talk about stops and risk management, the same tools we use to day trade apply to swing trading. So when we get a consolidation, we buy something, it's the low of the bar we bought, the day we bought, or the day prior. It blows out, makes a consolidation, blows out again. We raise the stop to the low of the consolidation for swing trading. If you want to invest, you're going to use a, a more lenient stop. Maybe the 50-day moving average, maybe the 25-day moving average, and you're going to let it trade like this more. From a purely swing trading point of view, you're going to raise those stops, raise those stops, and when it gets stopped out, you're done, okay? So now let's talk about um, where would we go in the energy space if we wanted to increase our energy exposure, okay? We have already just a couple of highlights. I can't cover them all for you, obviously, you know, if you want me to cover them all. Join us on the desk, armorinvesting.com. You can join us, right? But I'm going to give you some highlights off the desk that I think are worth looking into, okay? HP, we already own the uh, offshore drilling stocks. So offshore drilling is like, you know, diamond blowing out, right? Rig blowing out, okay? There's others, you could, you know, NE, Skyrocketing, noble, skyrocketing, right? VAL, coming off the lows in here, it's, although it's kind of a, a, a weaker name, all right? So those are some of the offshore guys. But my favorite onshore driller is always Helmert and Payne, okay? You could also take a look at PTEN, which is Patterson. Those are my favorite two onshore drillers, okay? Helmert and Payne, this blue box is telling us that the – um the generative AI algo we use is telling us to get long HP. And these green boxes are where the armor um, probability algorithm is telling us to get long. So those are the buy triggers. Okay. And I got shaken out of it and then it immediately reversed. So I'll be buying HP back tomorrow morning, first thing. Okay. So if we have a real move here in energy, what I do want to show you is look at XOP. It hasn't even started yet. So the move right now Is in service stocks, but I don't think they'll be alone. So I'm going to go and use the land drillers. I'm going to get a little HP in the portfolio, and then we already own, you know, uh, a couple of the um, EMP guys. We like Range Resources. It hasn't broken out yet. It's right in here. It's right in right around where we bought it. Okay, Silver Bow. Really like Silver Bow. EQT is kind of getting away from me a little bit, but uh, I'm a big fan of like something like CRK. You could do your own homework. You see, these haven't even broken out yet. So if there's a move coming in energy, what I want to do is expand my exposure. I like to earn the right to take the risk. We've earned it in the last couple of weeks. We've got maybe 25 to 30% of our portfolio in energy right now. I normally won't get above 30%, but when I hit it this right and I'm I'm being paid, so I've earned the right. I might bump it up to 50% of my exposure. Like my, my whole portfolio might be 50% energy. I won't go above 50, but I will go into other commodities. So let's look at a couple other ideas, and then I'll get to your questions. So fill out the Q and A, and I'm I'm happy to cover whatever you want. Um, but um, Here's another idea for you. LNG, I think, looks like a a pretty good-looking entry point. Liquefied natural gas. Okay, Some of the tanker stocks look pretty good. FRO. Okay, So these are some of the places I may go, and I'm going to round it out with a conservative idea, which are the pipelines. Now, this is a really interesting idea to me. Full disclosure, I've owned pipelines for a long time, and you can see the chart. It's in a long-term uptrend and I'm picking up a yield of better than 8%, I mean, that's hard to beat. I mean, that's, from a total return point of view, that's hard to beat. So if I can put more capital to work, so I, I'm always, my dividend portfolio, I always have an allocation to pipelines, and it looks like pipelines are about to break out again. And if that's the case right in here, and I can get a move from 40 up to 44, if I can get a 10% increase in my, in my principal while I collect 8% In dividends, that's an unreal total return on a conservative investment. And so that's something I might do in my conservative portfolio. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you tonight. Happy to take your questions. Fill out the comment section. Let's go at it. It's hard to get off the beach, guys. It's just beautiful out there. It's just beautiful. So fill up these questions. Let's make today count. What do you got for me? Dennis, can you trade ETFs the same as stocks or are the stops different or too complicated? That's a great question, Dennis. Can you trade ETFs the same as stocks or are the stops? So I I think you're asking me when I trade individual stocks, do my stops change? Because I'm trading ETFs, right? Uh, um, the Triple of the S and P is an ETF, SPXL. Triple the Qs, we trade the Qs sometimes, TQQQ. It's the same trade, by the way. If you look at the if you look at the Qs, right now you're looking at the S and P, but we we could make the same amount of money. I mean, you know, I, I like to focus on one stock and and just trade one asset. Every now and then we trade um, the Nasdaq 100, but it's the exact same type of trade here using T triple Q. And you could, you could see we, we did the same thing in here. It's the same move. I, I put all my capital here because I like one trade, but it's the same setup. Okay? We actually traded the Qs the prior day. I, I couldn't help myself on this particular day. I traded the Qs on Thursday because that gap down setup and double bottom underneath the armor moving average with a close back above the VWAP is such a high percentage trade in the armor day trading playbook that I had to put the money to work. So I actually traded both indexes. But to get to your question about um, these rules I'm sharing with you tonight, Dennis, the only caveat is your entry point. If your trigger's no good, you're going to get stopped out constantly. You're going to be putting money to work, and a tight stop that I'm talking about is going to stop you out constantly. And what I submit to you, Dennis, when you're trading individual stocks, so the answer is this should work on any asset you're trading. I don't care what it is. And if you say to me, well, my stop keeps getting hit, then I say to you, don't adjust your stop. Go figure out what you're doing wrong on your buy point. Your buy trigger's not right. Think about it logically. If you're buying Google or Tesla or a small cap stock, I don't care what it is, you're trying to capture that explosive move. If that move isn't happening, something's wrong with your entry and you want to get out as fast as you can. You know, the average day trade, the average guy writing a day trading algo starts with a strategy that's right three out of 10 times. Three out of 10, and you're breaking even if your stop is correct. And your winners are big. Then you start dialing in the screws to get to 4 out of 10, 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10. The funny thing, though, is that if you dial the screws too tight, Dennis, yeah, I can get to 8, 9 out of 10. Profitability plummets because I'm missing other trades. Okay, I'm not trading in, like enough. I'm not allowing enough in. So don't be afraid to put trades on. Use your tight stop because you're trying to get on those ideas that skyrocket. And then you want to get out immediately when they show you any signs it's not working. Now, of course, if I get tripped on a tight stop and it goes back up within nine minutes, I put the trade back on. I do that once. I do that once. Because the information the market's telling me is it's shaking me out at my stop and reversed. So the buyers are voracious. Is that the right word? The word I'm looking for is wickedly hungry, okay? They're just coming in like crazy after that three-minute shakeout. Bang! So I want to put the trade back on, and I want to put it on bigger because the probability just went max that it's going to go up. You see what I'm saying? So don't be afraid of tight stops. Tight stops are going to help you. They're going to highlight for you that your buy trigger is not working. That's my comment for you on that idea. Deb, nice to see you. Glad you can make make it tonight. Thoughts on Levi, long-term investment. Uh, <laughs> no. Thoughts on Levi. <sighs> Deb, if, if we were like live having a chat right now, I'd like to ask you, what are your thoughts on Levi? Like what about that chart pattern uh, attracts you in, in any way? That's, that's my question for you. What attracts you in any way? I'm looking at um, Marketsmith now, so we can just take a quick peek at, at the numbers. Okay? So, first of all, what you're seeing is an absolute, like, deterioration in the numbers. See here, the, 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 these are all negative numbers. So, earnings are, like, negative, you know, versus a year ago, right? We're looking for blue numbers in here. Go look at Tidewater. These are the stocks with, so, okay, Tidewater is skyrocketing. Why are we on Tidewater? Look at the the earnings performance, 136% above a year ago, uh, 207% above a year ago, 182% above a year ago. Look at the revenue numbers, 83% above a year ago, 78% above a year ago, 108% above a year ago. So for the last three quarters, 82%, for four quarters in a row, Tidewater's revenue is skyrocketing and the stock is going up. Now we look at Levi. This is just a very basic fundamental. I I mean, there's a lot that goes into this, okay? So I'm just giving you one basic and simple way to identify what's going on in a company. If you look at Levi's stock, all you're seeing is red numbers in here. Revenue's declining. Revenue's flat. 6% growth is flat, right? And earnings are going down versus a year ago. I mean, this was a bad quarter, this last quarter. So... Technically, I don't see any any signs of a bottom, and fundamentally, it looks even worse. So I'd have to ask you, what do you like about Levi? You know, that's that's kind of where I would stand on Levi. All right, uh, Casey, how are you doing, Casey? Nice to ha- nice to have you. I hope you have a great week. I was just unbelievable weekend. It's just beautiful down here in Florida. Um, you're welcome. Thank you for for joining me, Casey. Okay, thoughts on EXTR? EXTR. I don't know that off topic. EXTR. Enter. There you go. Stream networks. All right. Let's look at a couple of your ideas. EXTR, Riven, Cares, Possible Cup and Handle, Daily Charts. All right. So we're, again, we're using uh, Investors Business Daily or you know, investors.com um, charts. These are Marketsmith charts extreme networks now i'm looking at the weekly chart i mean it's coming across a huge base it's blowing out what do i think about that um if you're using market smith just for the fun of it this was they have a red blue and green boxes okay so the red box is where their stop loss would be the pivot is where you should buy extreme and up here is where they would start taking profits on a swing trade that's just the basic way to look at this chart okay so if i if you brought this to me a couple weeks ago i'd say right in here you know the, the armor algo will be buying it down here. I usually am the way I've written the algo, we're usually buying off of the bottom, off of this, off of that kind of breakdown, double bottom in here somewhere. And then when you break out above the tops, that's the classic breakout pivot. So if you're on the trade, it looks great. You know, I'm, but I, I don't know what, there's nothing I, I nothing I can add to that. You know, I'm not a buyer of it as it's already running. I wouldn't chase it. It's funny, Riven, I had a real, I, I've been really looking at Riven. Um, I mean, really considering considering Riven, especially after they cut that deal with um, Tesla, right, where they're using Tesla chargers or whatever. It, it, it's interesting, coming off of the bottom there. I'm not a chaser of stocks that are up like that, but if it made a consolidation at the 200-day moving average. I've switched over now to my chart. so this is trade station chart. This is a daily chart. The moving averages, the two up here, the green is a 200day exponential. the gray is 200day standard and then i have 14 25 and 50 exponential moving averages down in here. So, um, it certainly looks interesting and it's actually on my radar. So, um, uh, i'm thinking about it. Ooh, what's that? That's a nice looking breakout right there. KRUS, right? K R K A. K R U S. What do you got from here? A sushi restaurant? Yeah, sushi restaurant. Two hundred nine restaurants serving sushi. All right, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that chart pattern. Ninety-seven relative strength, and it's breaking out across the tops. So I, you're not going to hear me argue with you. Here's some statistics, Deb. Take a look at the statistics. Uh, um, just down down here on this sushi restaurant. Fifty percent, thirty-two, forty percent, thirty percent revenue growth. You know, two hundred twenty percent earnings growth last quarter. So they're It looks like they're going from losses to turning a profit now. So, I mean, you know, what can I say? It looks pretty good. And usually stocks that go through 100 go to 130. So um, that's like a weird thing, KC. You know, things that go, stocks that go through 10 go to 13. They go through 100, they go to 130. You know, the investing capital is an upside down pyramid. And so as you go bigger and bigger in market cap, more and more capital can invest in the idea. And so when you get above these psychological levels and market cap gets bigger, sometimes you get a lot of money that comes in and that's kind of been waiting for the asset to hit the price and the market cap. And then they start putting money to work. So yeah, it looks it looks good. I mean, I'm not a am not a, a fan of the restaurant business, but if you get them at the right time, they could be big stocks. Um, and, and, and Deb, you know, when it comes to retail, you know, I'm I'm on, you know, on holdings, you know, that's kind of like my, my one retail name. I'm not a big fan of, of retail investing. You can see why I'm on, on holdings. 60, 42, 89, 80% revenue growth the last four quarters. Earnings are absolutely blowing out triple-digit rates. You know, stock was a hot idea. Comes down, builds a base, starts to move higher. If it can get out of that base, I think it can get some legs. But, um, you know, I'm a guy who, who likes innovative growth. So there's nothing wrong with sushi. It's a retail story in that you usually want to hit the restaurant chain story right when they start to really ramp their growth. You know, if, if they're, you know, like Chipotle, you know, there's a there's the best example. You know, what is that? CMG. You know, you can make a ton of money. Uh, in um, restaurant stocks, if you buy them right, I mean, here's Chipotle at 300, and now it's you know, or 200, and now it's at 2,000, you know, and that goes back to 2018. So it's not you can't make a lot of money on them, but they need to have a, a real. Is there something really unique about Sushi Restaurant? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that company, but do they have a, some type of form like Chipotle was? There was something unique there, and then they start to you know ramp up and 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 open up a lot of stores. That's where you want to go. All right, um, moving on. Yeah, I'm not on the cannabis couch. Let's talk cannabis, you know, well, cannabis was up a little bit. There's your MSOS chart. Coming off of the lows. We had a couple of updates on cannabis and I'll just go back for anybody still curious of how I'm going to trade cannabis. I, I, um, getting a little more coffee here, guys. I was just so mellow and relaxed. Coming off of the beach. You know, my my um my parents my parents had the kids this weekend, so I had my wife all to myself. <laughs> we just God, it was nice and relaxing. Um so I needed a little coffee to get me ready for you guys. Oh dear. Um we talked about this a few weeks ago, Dennis, and I'll just go over it again real quick. Hit the high notes of cannabis. Um, yes, I think cannabis stocks go up if they ever pass anything through the Senate. No, I never want to buy cannabis on days where Chuck Schumer says they're going to do thus and so. I, You know, those aren't the days to buy cannabis. Um, I'm content to buy cannabis after they pass safe banking. What? You say to me, oh, my God, it's going to be up huge. I don't know if it's going to be up huge. I don't even know what the bill looks like. It could be a, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's a totally neutered bill, okay? So I have to see what it is. And if it's actually something real, I don't mind paying up for it because it'll be the beginning of a massive move in cannabis. And until then, I have just, I'm making too much money. We're making, Dennis, too much money. Investing in other sectors of the market. I don't even have time for this. It's like the opportunity cost of money. If I was to do anything here, just to scratch an itch, I probably would buy you know, leaps on MSOS that go out a year and just put them away and forget them. So if there's a day where they pass something that's exciting and, and cannabis goes up 100%, Hey, wow, I just made a lot of money in my cannabis calls, and now I've earned the right to start taking more risk. I can see doing that, you know? Okay, MRO and KMI. Hey, Robert, how are you, man? Nice to see you. Yes, yes, um, MRO, KMI, so Marathon Oil. How about Valero, you know? I mean, right in here is where the generative AI. So, you know, we're using Gen AI on our trading desk. We've tapped into a a new source up in Canada that has a a Gen AI uh, product designed for investing. It's a startup. So there's a a lot of work has to go into making that information valuable. But whenever you see these blue boxes on the chart, that's where generative AI is saying there should be alpha investing in this stock over the next three to to, uh, one to three to 12 month window. Okay. Versus a basket. So Valero versus the S&P 500, this should have performance. MRO is a great idea. Valero looks pretty good. You know, you know, even like, look at Schlumberger blew out on front. This was, this was where generative AI was telling us to buy a Schlumberger. I mean, Schlumberger blew out. I mean, Baker Hughes, is it BHI? Um, What's Baker Hughes? Uh, It's not BHI. I thought it was. Well, whatever. What about KMI? Yeah, I love uh, Kinder Morgan. It's one of my favorite you know, um, uh, pipelines. But honestly, look at the chart of Kinder Morgan versus AMLP. I'd rather own AMLP. It's above all of the major moving averages, Robert, and it's just now breaking out, and I think the yield is higher. If I'm not mistaken, AMLP has got a yield of uh, 8%, and KMI has got a yield of Six and three quarters. I'd rather. I mean, uh, I mean, I'd rather buy the guy paying me eight percent. It's the same thing. They're all going to go up together, you know. So, um, but I do like Kinder Morgan. It's one of my old favorites. Am I crazy in thinking Intel should be getting more love, considering Taiwan Intel's and Intel's manufacturing ability? I don't think you're crazy, Carter. I, I really don't think you're crazy. I've thought I, I keep staring at Intel, and I keep asking myself, you know, is Intel ever going to, you know, recover? But let's just go back to the basics that we were talking to Deb about when it came to Levi stock. L- look at the fundamentals that are going on in Intel. There is nothing except for red numbers across the board in revenue and earnings over the last four quarters. So. You're making a guess that they're going to like, fundamentally change their business. I haven't seen it yet. Here's an example of a stock in the semiconductor space. And we did research on this last week. We listened to the conference call. We listened to a bunch of calls. Um, th- th- this, okay, this is an example. Marvel Technology, stocks down from 90. I didn't buy it at 40, okay? The stock went to 60 and change on their earnings number sitting at 60 right now okay there's a huge amount of upside i think in marvell when i listened to that conference call one of the takeaways from that call you know when we listen to calls it's not just about the stock itself like i i think that stock should be owned and so it's at the top of my whiteboard okay and and i think it's it's still a little bit misunderstood i mean not too much the stock was up huge on earnings but i think it's a little misunderstood um, You've got NVIDIA making the brains, the GPUs, around um, uh, um, generative AI. And you've got all these nodes, all these clusters that are running massive amounts of data. And there needs to be connecting tissue around all of those GPU clusters. This is the company that makes the connecting tissue, the accelerators, okay? Okay. So if you believe in the NVIDIA story, you've got to be an owner of Marvell. I mean, it's like the, the two go hand in hand. They, they need each other in order to excel. Okay. But what I, the, maybe the, one of the key takeaways, because I've been thinking what you were thinking. Am I missing something? Should I be buying Intel? When you listen to that call, the, the, the CPU, the future of the CPU is just straight down, man. It's just straight down. The usage is just going like this. It's just not the growth driver. So unless you're telling me that Intel's got some blockbuster product coming out in the areas that are experiencing the dynamic growth, I don't, I don't see it. You know. But I'm with you. I keep looking at it. All right, guys. Listen. Any other quick questions left? If not, I'm going to wrap up. What do you got? Tech, tech. Um, once cannabis takes off, will you mostly be focused on MSOS? Uh it's a good question. Hmm. I guess it's gonna depend, Deb, on how it takes off. Like if as an example, let's say they come out past safe banking and in there. It allows for all of these U.S. companies to be uplisted to the Nasdaq. I'm going to go buy all those U.S. companies in Canada. I don't need MSOS. I mean, I'm just going to go buy all those Canadian companies and have them be uplisted. You know, like that's that's my first. I mean, you and I are just spitballing right now. I don't know what I'm going to do, but my 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 feeling is, it, it you know, usually stocks go up when they get uplisted to that, to averages, and so. I would want to focus on the names trading on the Canadian stock exchange that are going to get uplisted. I don't need to buy MSOS and own, because I know in MSOS, I haven't looked recently, but they probably own some uh, um, innovative properties in there. They probably own some um, um, GroGen in there. I don't want GroGen. I don't want innovative properties. You see what I'm saying? Like if there's real substantive change in the bill that they passed on cannabis, that allows for safe banking and safe listing on us exchanges i want true leave green thumb i don't know i, I don't truly and green thumb i can say for sure i don't know about the rest i'll have to do a lot of research and figure out which are the ones i want maybe it's juicy i don't know like there, there's interesting names out there that maybe i'll want to look into you know so that's my thought for you there um kc you're welcome brother uh, Upside-down pyramid was a cool metaphorical... Oh, example. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's true, though. It's a, you know, I like to say on this desk, uh, um, Casey, that information makes money and institutions make markets. And that's an example of that. Institutional money is, that, is the top of that upside-down pyramid. So when, when a stock really makes a stratospheric move... As it goes through market cap upsizing, more and more of the institutional funnel comes into it. And that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, possible cup in, in uh, KRYS. That looks good. Oop, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm not showing you. Uh, yeah, KRYS. This is a nice weekly chart of KRYS, Crystal Biotech. And then uh, CMPS. Okay. And I'll tell you what's uh, an old favorite. It's back on the top of my list now, and that's uh, TGX Therapeutics. So we made some pretty good money on TGTX in this rally up here. And now it's been consolidating, okay? And if it could turn here, we actually got an armor-algo entry point on, on on TG Therapeutics at the end of the day Friday. On that gap up to the 50, I didn't like the close, but the gap to the 50, if it took out the high, if it takes out the high of Friday, I'm probably going to add this back to my portfolio, and the stop would be the low of the gap up. Okay, so I haven't added it yet, but TGTX, and this is the last thought of the night, and I wish you guys a wonderful evening, Um, TGTX, the gap up here turned the Armour Algo green. So it's a buy trigger right here. And if we take out the high of that bar, I'll, I'm going to own it with the low of Friday as the stop. That's my last thought for you. I hope you guys have a great weekend or had a great weekend. Have a great night and um, end up having a wonderful day tomorrow. Don't forget, guys, check this out. We have a um, five-day free trial set up. If you guys want to join us on the desk and see what it's like while we're trading, hey, guys, there it is, five days free. Nothing wrong with that. You guys have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to seeing you all maybe tomorrow. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you're aware I might do a video. Usually I do it 4.05 each day for five minutes during the trading week to show you what's highlighted on our desk. So we'll see what happens on Monday. You guys have a great night.